Ahoy, ahoy. Welcome on board the Viking ship as we are Purple Mafia. We are available on thesportsof.com and iTunes and maybe Mediafly, maybe not. But we are ready to rock and roll here with Purple Mafia. This is episode number four. It is the 1st of June, well, what's left of it anyway, in the year 2008. And it's great to be here once again, and we are ready to get things a-rockin' and rolling. Again, I thank all of you out there for downloading, and I'm very pleased with the momentum this show is riding right now. I'm very happy. Keep listening to this show. Keep bringing in your friends. Come on, purple friends. Let's get on board this Viking ship as this ship is moving forward and upward to a division championship this year, in my opinion, and I'm sure many others out there. Now again, we're available on thesportstuff.com as well as, as well as nflspot.com. And welcome on board, nflspot.com members. Great to have you on board. I hope you keep listening and again, continue to tell your friends. And, um, again, thank you again, Jay Hutch. You are the best, uh, along with Dylan, of course, who is absolutely the best. As without him, there is no Purple Mafia, there is no Paladino Live, and there is no Paladino Joey. Now, on the sportstuff.com, we have a message boards, and uh, they are available. There is a right, uh, excuse me, there is a button in the upper right-hand corner on the sportstuff.com. Simply click on that. There should be some buttons somewhere asking you to sign up, and please do. It is 100% free and 100% fun. As on there, you can talk sports with all of us and there's also room for other topics including video games and uh, just any just about anything else even if you want to talk politics as it is a political year in the year 2008 so check her out also one quick deal we do have a call in line it is 916-912-4263 916-912-4263 it is a voicemail once again as simply you address the show that you are calling Say, I'm calling Purple Mafia, and then make your opinion, comment, whatever. Leave your name, and uh, if you like, say where you're from. So, like, if you're John from Green Bay and uh, your quarterback sucks, you know, okay, yeah, go ahead and say that. You know, if you want to tell us tell us that here on Purple Mafia, we'll be very glad to uh, air you here on the show. Also, real quick, we do have a MySpace for Purple Mafia. It is myspace.com forward slash Purple Mafia 28. MySpace.com forward slash Purple Mafia 28. Add me and let's interact on there also. Now, as we're about to get into the actual show here, a real quick deal. Also, I do have a Yahoo. It is Paladino Live. That's right, Paladino Live. One word along with AIM, the same deal. One word, Paladino Live. Add me. We can interact on there as well. We can become we can become buddies on here. That'd be great. Um, the more the merrier. Now today we are going to talk about three major topics. Now Ray Edwards made a <laughs> pretty silly uh, prediction, really silly prediction for one. Uh, Erasmus James released so two defensive ends there in the conversation, and then there's a cool Gus Farad article which also a little talk about uh, Erasmus James and some talk about Tavares Jackson along with Gus Farad. So with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to hop right on into some topics. 
What's up, listeners? This is Farzine. I am the host of the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on thesportsstuff.com where we cover the Kansas City Chiefs, give our opinions, and go deep inside with the Kansas City Chiefs right here only on thesportsstuff.com. We encourage you Chiefs fans, you loud Chiefs fans out there, to get on the show, voice your opinions, get on our boards, and talk with us. All listeners, including Bronco fans, are allowed in our show. So be sure you check out the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on thesportsstuff.com with me, your host, Farzine. Here on thesportsstuff.com, don't forget to check out Paladino Live, where we are never one-dimensional. We'll focus mainly on Minnesota sports, but we'll venture into other teams and other topics as well, including old-school video games. We're available here on thesportstuff.com. Click Paladino Live, or also catch me on iTunes. Simply search for Paladino Live and listen, because we're worth it. And we are back here on Purple Mafia. Once again, this is episode number four, recorded on June 1st, June first and um now we are going to get right into the nitty-gritty now ray edwards the uh, defensive end for the minnesota vikings as i mentioned multiple times uh, that we expect him to have a pretty good year because you have jared allen to worry about you have pat williams to worry about you have kevin williams to worry about so ray edwards um who's a solid player not a great player but a solid player should have an opening to do some damage to get oh eight to ten sacks right well, no, not according to Ray Edwards. He thinks he literally he made a prediction. Ray Edwards made a prediction that he is going to top Michael Strahan's record of <laughs> of sacks. Oh, I believe it was twenty-two and a half sacks in a season. Now, of course, the last sack that he got on Brett Favre was a complete crock where Brett Favre literally took, uh, you know, just took a dive and uh, Strahan touched him. But still, that's beside the point as the other 21 or whatever. You could say, uh, yeah, they were pretty legit sacks by uh, Mr. Strahan. Uh, Ray Edwards, you know, I mean, I'm really happy you have some bravado coming into the year and you're, you know, and you're saying that as a compliment to the rest of the guys, also saying that, hey, you know, they're so good that, you know, I'm going to be wide open and stuff. 22 and a half sacks, Ray? Come on, man. Come on. That's, that's, that's ludicrous. Okay. I mean, you know, I know John Kitna last year, you know, I mean, I made fun of him the whole year until it got to a point where it was just like, it was boring. It was so, you know, unlikely to happen. It was boring. Now, when John Kitna made that retarded prediction, and I, yes, retarded prediction, that he's going to throw 50 touchdown passes because he has uh, <laughs> such great receivers and such. Now, 50 touchdown passes by John Kitna when no quarterback in the history of the National Football League until Tom Brady, of course, last year, had thrown 50 touchdown passes. So John Kitna is only going to do it with the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions? No. Now, that's just as ludicrous. Ray Edwards saying he's going to have the all-time sack record on a team with the Vikings. Now, yeah, the Vikings have had decent history with, uh, you know, a defensive line. Yeah, in, in the 70s, in the 70s, yeah, you had Carl Aller. You had, you know, Jim Marshall. You had uh, Alan Page. You had Gary Larson. But um, 
Now, I'm not saying the Vikings didn't have some good defensive linemen like Chris Dolman and such and uh, Henry Thomas and John Randall, but they didn't set sack records. No. Actually, they really they really didn't, did they? Oh, and Bruce Smith didn't set sack records either for the uh, Buffalo Bills or, uh, you know, <laughs> how many others? You know, Lawrence Taylor, linebacker. He wasn't a uh, defensive end, but still he's that kind of player, you know, for the uh, – New York Giants and such, but um, back in the day. But uh, yeah, let's stick. Let's stay away from the ridiculous predictions. And uh, you know, how, how about make a prediction? You're going to get ten sacks because you haven't done that yet, Ray. How about say you're going to get ten, or maybe even twelve, if you want to be have some bravado and have some um, <laughs> have some confidence. I mean, yeah. I mean, overall, you know, it could be worse. I mean, hey, you know, it's just bravado, and he wants to get out and have a good chance to go out and do some serious damage. And, hey, you know, more power to them, but be careful what you say. That's all I That's all I have to say. You know, Purple fans out there, don't hate on me for that. I, Hey, you know, I'm not going to be Mr. Kumbaya Homer here, so don't expect that because that's just the way, you know, if you're going to have a radio show, you can't be that way. You, you just can't do it. So you got to have a little more honesty and a little more integrity coming into this puppy. But, um I'm going to close the Ray Edwards convo now, and we're going to slide on over to Erasmus James, who was waived by the Minnesota Vikings this last week. And uh, real quick here, we are hopping into it. Now, here on Yahoo, Redskins trade for oft-injured defensive end Erasmus James. So Erasmus James did not clear waivers as uh, the Washington Redskins were able to scoop him up for a conditional seventh-round pick. And um, they said that it was a low-risk deal for a former first-round pick whose career is threatened by a pair of serious knee injuries. The Vikings announced on Friday that they were were placing James on waivers after he failed to pass a physical, but the Redskins called before the paperwork was filed. Minnesota will receive a selection in the final round of next year's draft if James makes Washington's 43-man roster. So, no, I'm wrong. Uh, They didn't actually release Erasmus James, they were in the process of releasing him. So, <laughs> my fault, but basically it's the same thing, right? I mean, yeah, and we were able to uh, get some small compensation. Uh, it's just another Minnesota Vikings first-round pick that didn't work out. And uh, those were all in the 2005 draft. 2005 draft was not a pretty draft for the Minnesota Vikings. Troy Williamson, we got a seventh-round pick for him. and uh, Or was it a sixth? I'm beginning to get screwed up in the head. I think, you know, it was seventh. And uh, Erasmus James, you get another seventh-round pick for the other first-round pick. <laughs> oh, I don't. my God. Think about that, guys. Think about it. Guys and gals. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I, I hope there's some gals out there. Hey, hey, you know. The more, the merrier. All of you, come on, come on. Let's talk Viking football. But, yeah, anyhow, <laughs> do you realize what? Do you realize what just happened, you know, this this summer? What, what happened to those first-round picks in 2005? Do you realize what they what became of them? Seventh-round picks. Seventh-round picks. It, it's just, just this, looking at that is, oh, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. Oh, I mean, I, I hate to say it, I hate to be negative, but... That is beyond belief. I mean, and, and we almost didn't have anything for Erasmus James until the Washington Redskins wanted to make a small and move. And hey, you know what? You know what? 
The Washington Redskins there, hey, you're taking a flyer on someone that just might, one in a million chance, work out. Just might work out. And uh, as most seventh-round picks are the same thing. So, hey, you know, and just just watch. With our lucky Rasmus James will be a pro bowler two years from now. Just you watch. Just you watch. Wouldn't that be our luck? And no, I didn't predict it. Okay, no, I didn't. So if he becomes a pro bowler, I did not predict it. <laughs> I'm not going to come out and brag saying that I, I'm a smart guy predicting, uh, you know, I was the only one that believed in him. No, nobody believes in Erasmus James until something happens and the Redskins are taking a shot. It's like, hey, why not? It's just like in fantasy football and you pick up Ricky Williams. You know, that's pretty much what you're doing. So that's the deal. Now, a real quick quote here, or not quote, but uh, here as we go. Continuing in the article, uh, James was the number 18 overall pick in 2005 and had four sacks as a rookie, but tore and tore ligament in his left knee in week two of the 2006 season. He played sparingly last year before re-injuring his ACL in week 13. So yeah, injuries are not, <laughs> you know, injuries are not something you can help, but when they were talking about, uh, Erasmus James really didn't provide effort in the you know, over the last year and a half or so, that that tells you something. You know, it means he really doesn't, I don't know, doesn't really have the mindset to be a big-time NFL player. Now, uh, with the Redskins, James will be reunited with defensive line coach John Palmer, Pal, uh, excuse me, Palermo, Palermo, my bad, who was an assistant at Wisconsin when James was chosen as the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. And, I, yes, I do remember that. The Redskins are in need of a young pass rushing end, having failed to significantly ad- address the position in free agency or the draft. So why not? Yeah. The quote here, he is a young, or he is young, talented, and has a great deal of potential. Executive Vice President Vinny Sarero said, the Redskins also released undrafted rookie defensive end Dorian Smith. So now the Vikings will pick him up and, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, both of them will be pro bowlers. Just you watch, folks. Just you watch. You heard it here first. You're going to hear now. So, um, yeah, no. Uh, I hope for, for you know, for Jane, Erasmus James' sake, sure, I, I hope he works out. You know, I mean, you feel bad for anybody who was drafted that high and it doesn't work out. But, uh, you know, I'm not counting on it. Of, of course not. Of course not. Now, <laughs> Real quick here, as uh, there is one last bit of information here, getting into the Gus Farad. There's a Gus Farad article in the Pioneer Press, as they are a publication here in the Twin Cities, of course, besides the Star Tribune. Now, the headline is, Report, Minnesota Vikings quarterback Gus Farad looks the part. Yeah, I, I love how they say that report, like as if that's some type of big news. You know, I mean, well, I hope Gus Farad's going to work out. Uh, it says the Vikings went through Wednesday's organized team activities without quarterback Tavares Jackson, who was given the day off to go home to Jackson, Mississippi, to take care of a personal matter, according to Brad Childress. Interesting. Uh, running back Adrian, Pe- Adrian Peterson was in Houston for the same reason, but Childress said both players are expected back for today's final practice, which is closed to the media. Um, yeah, that was on the 29th of May. So, yeah, of course, it's a past article. But, yeah, with Jackson gone, Gus Farrat ran the first team. He said it was a good opportunity to further familiarize himself with the Vikings' West Coast offense. It's just getting the reps, period, he said. Well, yeah, 
Farad said he also he has enjoyed working with Jackson and has been impressed with the, his physical ability and willingness to listen. So now that's good. Uh, yeah, Tavares Jackson is a very athletic individual, and that is what he has going for him. He's got athleticism and he's got a great arm. So now he needs to work on the accuracy and the game decisions. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the only problem missing from Tavares. But we'll see. It if hey hey if it does work out, spectacular, spectacular. Even if it works out a little bit, you know, his physical uh, abilities could uh, help it out. Could really help out his dealie there. Now, here's another quick comment from Gus Farratt. He's really done well out there, Farratt said. He knows this offense, and he knows what the coaches want. I think it's going to be a great relationship. That's good. Childress said that relationship is still developing, but he likes what he's seen of his new veteran backup. Childress's comment, he's everything I thought he'd be. He's got a very good presence about him, and the thing you always ask yourself is, is the arm still alive? I see him snap off every throw he needs to make, so I don't have a question about that. Huh? I see him snap off every throw he needs to make, so I don't have a question about that. Really? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, Brad Childers makes some comments that make you kind of roll your eyes a little bit. Um, I hope you signed, uh, I hope you uh, did some research on that before you signed Gus Farad, Brad. I would hope so, but no. I mean, <laughs> I, I just had to make that little needle there, but ultimately, uh, yeah, I I mentioned Gus Farad several times going into the uh, off season, and uh, Gus Farad was a stabling presence for Dante Culpepper, and yeah, I can see that happening for DeForest Jackson. Now, will uh, Gus Farad be as dependable on the football field, on the football field, ladies and gentlemen, as he was during 2003 and 2004 when Dante Culpepper was, in fact, hurt? Very hard to say, as he struggled the last couple of years with a uh, less than good, <laughs> less than good, better, less than good numbers. So, um you know, that's obviously yet to be seen. You got John David Booty, who uh, in an interview on the Chiefs End Zone show, uh, <laughs> which, yeah, check that out, by the way, as that will be, I believe, episode 70 when it when it's released. Episode 70, Paladino Live host me, Paladino Joey, is with Farzine and uh, Thomas. Thomas also has a Cleveland Browns podcast on thesportsfans.com. So, uh, yeah, Thomas, by the way, my goodness, do you have some football knowledge? Oh, if you're listening, boy, you are good. Uh, as, as is Farzine, by the way. Farzine, definitely check both of those guys out. And that was a lot of fun in that interview. <laughs> I was a little shaky at the beginning. I don't know what, I was a little bit off my game because I've been working really hard and it's just been a difficult week for me. So I apologize for my crappy start to that interview, but I eased in and things got better. Now, also, super quick, there is another podcast that is about to debut. It is the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers. And guess what? Me and this guy are going to get along just fine, too. There ain't going to be any, 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 any hate going on between me and him. He is a Schmitty dog on AIM. He is a, you know, pretty cool guy. I did an interview with him as well uh, on his very first podcast ever, which will debut tonight or tomorrow. It is called The Cheese Nation here on thesportstuff.com, and I really enjoyed doing that interview with him. He's a good kid. Really did. Really did. And, um, just thought I'd get that out there and, uh, 
keep up the good work. Now, real quick here, in the final words section, we get into Erasmus James again real quick about Childress. Now, final word, Childress didn't have much to say about the decision to part with defensive end Erasmus James, who was traded Tuesday to Washington for a conditional seventh-round choice in the 2009 NFL Draft. Brad Childress quotes here, The decision was just as I told Erasmus, Childress said, give him a chance to catch on with another 53-man roster and go forward from there. Yep, I mean, that's kind of where position poor Erasmus is in right now, folks. Uh, you know, he's got a crack of roster. And, you know, uh, if, if if only we didn't have to talk that way about first-round picks all the time. Remember Demetrius Driftwood? I mean, Demetrius Underwood. Remember him? Complete bust. Now, yeah, this was, at least Erasmus James wasn't picked by Dennis Green. But, hmm, it's the same exact kind of pick. 18th overall pick, folks. 18th. Along with 7th overall for Troy Williamson. I mean, God, jeez, you guys. You know, you get two first-round picks, and you screw them up. You screw both of them up. Both. Two first-round picks. You know how many times Minnesota teams have two first-round picks? Oh, about one every ten years, pretty much. If if that. The Timberwolves might this year if they make some type of trade. But that's for Paladino Live, <laughs> which is, yeah, one of the commercials earlier. That's my main show on TSS. But anyhow, uh as, uh, yeah, they, that's what happened in 1999. The Minnesota Vikings had two first-round picks in 1999. They took Dante Culpepper, number 11, and Demetrius Driftwood, number 29. And, um, well, Culpepper worked out for a little while. A little while. He didn't play at all in 99. Had a great season in 2000. Awful in 2001. Awful in 2002. Very good in 2003. Elite in 2004. And piss pathetic in 2005. So, to be honest, and, and yeah, now Dante Culpepper, I know he got hurt and everything, but that doesn't mean he, his, his, his throwing arm, you know, just, you know, he hurt his knee and everything. That doesn't mean he can't throw the football anymore. So, <laughs> I know it hurts his mobility, but, um, that's not a very good draft pick either. Really, is it? Was he really a, an 11th overall pick type of quality? Yeah, for three out of six years. Do you realize what that means? Three out of six years. That's not that big of a deal, folks. Because for three, the other three, he wasn't bad. He wasn't mediocre. He was awful. So uh, <laughs> that's the way things are with draft picks with this team. And I just wish it wasn't that way. It's the, the history. And um, we got to hope that that has changed the last couple of years as the evaluation process continues. Uh, obviously, 2008, well, Jared Allen is not going to be a bust. That's one thing we have going for us. So um, I'm very excited about that. But overall, super quick, I'll just finish up this article now. The Vikings waived James on Friday after he failed a physical but were able to rescind the transaction because the NFL office was closed for the long memorial weekend. Redskins Executive Vice President Vinny Sorrento said that James Surgeon Dr. James Andrews, and I've heard that name about 7 billion times, by the way, told the team that the player's knee is 90%, meaning he is expected to be ready for training camp. And hey, you know what? 
you know what? Good luck to Erasmus James, because I, as much as it kills the Vikings, again, for the seven billionth time to get a seventh round pick for a first round pick, doesn't sound good, does it? The math doesn't sound good there. But um, yeah, I, I hope for his sake that he able is able to keep his career going. As I would not want to go through that kind of thing. I wouldn't want to be that player going through that. <laughs> that would not be very comforting at all. But. That's where we're standing right now. A real quick quote here to close things up. Briefly, wide receiver Bernard Berrien on what he's learned about Jackson, that he definitely loves to work. I mean, he's out in the weight room, and sometimes I have to tell him, Tavares, you need to stop lifting weights, man. You're too big. They're going to put you on the other side of the ball. Bah. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever that means. Hey, you know, Dante Culpepper was considerably bigger than Tavares Jackson. But, hey, you know, hey, you know, good. I mean, that's good news as uh, Tavares needs to stay healthy, and uh, the stronger he is, the better. So simple little talk there. And with that, I'm going to call it a show for now, and I thank all of you for listening. Continue to listen, and we are going to do our best to get some interviews here in the coming shows. We're going to try our best to try to nab some people. And um, again, I hope all of you enjoyed this show. And I want you to continue to tell your friends, continue to invite anyone possible to join in with Purple Mafia and enjoy the fun. And I want all of you to enjoy this awesome, awesome month of June. It is the, it is the best month of the year. And I will be back very soon, hopefully sooner this next time than it took the previous time as now we're getting into OTAs very soon as there will be more information coming out and until then peace